I shared such personal information about myself, there was this vibe that, and people were talking about it like, oh, now she's broken through mm. and she's this, to this like personal, you know, darker comedian. And I, I remember feeling very much like I didn't know who I was and I didn't know who I was just generally on the planet, yeah. but I also really didn't know who I was as a comedian. And so I started to think, oh, is that what I am? Maybe that's what I am as I share personal stuff and dark stuff and I just tell the truth. And I, and then I thought, well, but I also like silliness and I like observational stuff. And then I, I just settled into, you can like all of those things and be all of those things. Mm -hmm. You don't have to just be what you were before or who people think you are. I can only imagine there's just so many things of you do this set with not expectations of anything other than to do this one set. And then first you have all these people who that's what they know you for. So they're like, oh, this is their, that type of comedian. And then there's probably people who are like, as happens when comedians get to this, where they're like, oh, they're not a spokesperson for, but like they have a message, I, they are really important to me. And that's, it's so weird to overnight become a comedian who's really important to people. And um, and also like people I imagine were like expecting you to keep on, like you did that set, why don't you just do another set and re release it? Like it was like, a, it was prime time where like comedians were expected to turn over material so quickly. Mm-hmm. How did you get through it? Like that realization that you seem to have made, how long did it take you to get there? How did you find yourself to be able to sort of get back to like, ultimately have to follow what is interesting to me? Uh, well, first of all, I was scared to get on stage for a long time because there was so much pressure. Yeah. I remember walking into, um, I was in New York briefly for a job and I, I walked into a comedy club with my friend and, who was doing a set and they all approached me like, oh, do you want to go on stage? It'd be an honor to have you on stage. But, and I was like, oh, no, 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 thank you. I, I was, I truly felt anonymous. I yeah. thought I was just a regular comedian going in with a friend of mine. And that was kind of that first realization that that's who some people saw me as. It was like, it's an honor to have you here. And I was like, I don't have anything to say. I just, I am... Yeah. And I'm just going to sit here and watch my friend perform. And um, and then I was like, well, I'm not going to go into a comedy club again for a long time because there's too much pressure. And then when I started to, and I was just fumbling all around and I could tell I was trying to say things to please the audience and mm -hmm. give them what they wanted. And then I was like, that feels terrible. And then I went on the road. I went to... Iowa City, and I was standing backstage, and it was a sold-out theater, and I was a bit nervous, which I don't typically feel very nervous mm -hmm. when I'm doing stand-up, and I felt nervous because I was scared that I wasn't going to be who they hoped I was, and... um and then something just came over me in that moment before I walked out on stage. I just thought, I have to give people a little more credit. Yeah. That 
there's going to be people out there that have been following my career for years before this. And there's going to be people that know me just newly because of the set, uh, my live album and people that maybe just want to laugh that don't need some dark Mm. cathartic set. And so I just, I really let go of that moment right before I walked on stage in Iowa city and just thought I got to give these people credit and man, was that the best choice because they were such a phenomenal audience. And that is to this day, a city I love going back to. And I have some tour dates booked. I haven't announced when, Mm -hmm. but that city has become such a part of my um, growth and a part of who I am oddly, whether they know it or not. And I think they do know it because I have already two nights, two shows booked in Iowa City for my return. Yeah, yeah. You know, in in a theater. It's and not I don't hit every city yeah, and yeah. do two shows. But that that's who Iowa City is to me. Was it from that moment on you're like it 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 was it was like recalibrating a sort of compass of like, oh, ultimately I have to trust what I want to go on stage with. Yeah, and it's aside from stand-up, it's just anything. How I navigate the world, I have to do what feels right to me and what makes me comfortable and um, what makes me happy. Yeah, And and that's really uh, just every aspect of life. Yeah. So so this joke, the, the Rolling Stones story, um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, where did that story live before it was a story that you were going to tell on stage? Was it a thing that you thought about? Like, was it a, like, before it was like, oh, that's a funny, like, how did, where was this before? Like, had you thought about it all for decades and out of nowhere just popped back into your head? I think about it all the time <laughs> and did think about it all the time. And I would share it from time to time. And people thought it was hilarious. And it, is one of those stories that somewhere I would say over the past 10 years, maybe eight years, something like that, I have tried to get more in touch with sometimes those stories that are just these random little Mm -hmm. weird stories in my life could translate on stage and and I don't always have to be sharing ideas that I just thought of yeah. or that just happened to me. And um, and sometimes you get so used to having a story you tell off stage and you share with friends as this anecdote. Yeah. And then I've tried to sharpen that part of me 